Okay, so welcome to the Riches on Earth podcast. Uh, I'm here basically to help you understand how you can find true happiness and your true north in your life. So today I have uh, JJ on this. He is working with me as my colleague. I wanted to interview him basically because um, he has a very interesting character. He went through everything that was right um, in the education system and he did a lot of good things. But for me, I, I find that uh, I can see some changes in him that has been something very beneficial and I just want to understand a bit more about you so uh, welcome JJ hello I, I wanted to ask you a bit more can you tell me uh, and everybody a bit more about yourself in five minutes so or less than five minutes sorry five seconds like um, I want to know if I knew you today at a McDonald's kids party what would you be like okay so so basically I think um, I mean at a kids party if, if the kids come and ask you uh, uh, who are you I'll just introduce I'm JJ and then I have two kids as cute as you <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that's, that's about it yeah they are two and mm. five correct mm, they are two and five yes okay I just want to understand a bit more about um, because I've seen JJ change from uh, uh, introvert and he's still on the journey of changing from an introvert to an um, semi-extrovert nobody can completely change because we are molded through 20-30 years of our lives but uh, I think in the longer term with multiple things that are changing you subconsciously and consciously, you can actually still um, become a different person after many years. Tell me a bit more about like uh, what were you like between your ages of 10 to 20? Uh, it's more towards like, oh, okay, I think uh, my primary school time is more uh, mischievous, playful. Every now and then, my, my parents will be asked to go to visit the teacher lah. Yeah, because I misbehave and then don't listen to teacher. Rebellious, I think. Yeah, after that, when. Yeah, I mean, eventually your studies don't, don't go the right way. And after my PSLE, I think maybe I did some self reflection. So I felt like, okay, maybe I need to be more. Uh, yeah, I need to study more. <laughs> I need to be more hardworking. And then yeah, there there goes from from secondary school until all the way to my uni days. Has been always studying for exam. Yeah, the, so the routine things. Was yeah. your parents very like? Um, what what are they like? Are they hard on you? Mm. Are they um, uh, from education background or are they doing normal jobs? And what are they like to you? Um, they are not very demanding. I mean. Uh, they, they don't set a hard criteria on you whether you I mean of course you need to pass and then I mean in fact in secondary school I was within the top 10 I think but that's, that's only a neighborhood school so nothing to be very proud of but yeah, I mean eventually when you go to poly you go to uni there are much smarter people much better people than you and hardworking all, all, all sorts of people I mean so during that age between 10 to 20 when you were starting to do better in school after mm. that reflection period after PSLE mm. um, do you start to realise that you had strengths in certain areas like you are decently good with your studies or mm. was it just by luck? I wouldn't say it's luck but of course you need to put in the hard work as in I, I think for myself I'm a hard working people I'm a hard working person but um, in terms of maybe uh creativity side maybe it's not that good and then uh, yeah I, but sometimes I mean hard working can be good and bad you, you always work hard but 
um, you don't reflect on how you're going to progress to the next stage, then it is not really helpful. Helpful for yourself, I think. Then I wanted to ask you, you mentioned here that uh, because you were very diligent in your studies and you always follow a routine to go home and revise, mm-hmm. um, you really were the, the model student. Um, that's when you say you started to become introverted. I want to ask you, being introverted, do you think it's a nature or a natural thing for you? Was it because mm-hmm. um, you knew you were introverted all the way or is it because you had this routine that caused you to be introverted? I think it's more of the way you do things and then after years and years goes by then you just think that it's a norm for you. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean some, some people might be born introverted but uh, I, I think it's how you are brought up that will change how you think and how you behave. So are your parents... Uh, do you judge that your parents might be introverts as well? Are they outspoken mm-hmm. or...? Not really outspoken but... Yeah, maybe my mother is not that uh, extrovert. They're more towards introvert. Then my father... Moderate, uh, not, not very... Yeah. So probably environment plays a, mm-hmm. a part for you as well, you feel? Oh, that's very interesting. Um, and uh, I wanted to understand a bit more. Let's just say we're moving on to the next 10 years of your life. Between 20 to 30. That mm. was when um, probably you just got into uh, national service, finished national service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just coming out, going into university, mm-hmm. studying. And then probably that period will be when you're going into your first job. So mm. what was it like? Share with me a bit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, of course, um, after uh, finishing your NS, I think for Singaporeans, it's more like um, you, you need to do, must do thing compulsory, mandatory. So, yeah, just, just going through the motion and nothing uh, spectacular, I would say, because, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe you learn some, uh, for me, maybe life-saving skill, as in um, I was the medic and, yeah, you, you see... I mean, I, I, I was able to like uh, learn how to bandage people, do some um, intravenous, uh, what you call that, fluid. Uh, I mean, yeah, IV for the patient and yeah, yeah, things like that. But um, yeah, it's it's something interesting. But then yeah, you you just doing it day to day, and after that, uh, I I wasn't actually one. To I said I I did have this intention to go to uni. It was just that um, I I think if I'm not wrong that that time they lifted off this um, SAT test so that uh, if you need I mean if you are from poly if you want to go uh, university then you you need to actually pass this SAT test. Yeah, but then eventually they I think lifted off so I tried applying then. Uh, maybe you can say by luck then get into uh, NTU and NUS but eventually I chose N- NUS instead yeah and then uh, moving from there I, I think I was trying to be more uh, extrovert uh, trying to like um, join the orientation camp the uh, organization of the camp so to interact with more people and, and things like that but then after that um uh, yeah, the, the school thing is the normal, I mean, it's the routine thing, I study for exam, then blah blah blah, the same cycle repeat every year. Then, uh, yeah, so, 
after that took the job in uh, Abbott so yeah that, that's where I spent almost 6-7 years there what do you work as? as a scientist they, they call it scientist but it's just a uh, uh, R&D lah. basically R&D scientist so what were you studying? Yeah. What, what kind of uh, R&D were you doing? Mm, more of like um, understanding how the how we can maybe improve on the flowability of the powder how you can uh, prevent things like let's say in the the, the milk powder can if, if the, the milk powder the, the, the particle size can actually affect uh, how it is packed in the container so maybe sometimes uh, you, you will see that maybe it's only uh, let's say 50% filled but actually the weight is the same yeah those, those sort of um, to, to someone if it's not interesting and it can be boring but yeah so yeah after after some time it, it's get a bit boring for me so we're talking mm, about like mm. uh, chemical properties or chemistry yeah, properties correct, physical of properties. Uh, physical properties correct. of uh, specifically the milk powder mm, division mm, of mm. Abbott so after 6-7 years what happened after 7 I mean um, yeah so got to know that I mean Initially, you got to know that oh, they are they might there might be some retrenchment and yeah, link uh, letting go some people. So I mean, eventually that thing happened, and then was in February twenty seventeen, I think. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, and then um, actually at that time, it's, it's still. Uh, I I mean yeah, when when you're at in the eight to five job, you get stable income, you get. Um, good benefit, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Abbott is. Uh, they don't shortchange their employees uh, when they are. Uh, I mean, when you're their employees, they are really quite uh, generous to you in terms of benefit, in terms of. Uh, yeah, employee benefit, all this. So, yeah, I mean, you are still in that um, lay back and relaxed zone. So, um, even like, yeah, after you get retrenched, then. You're, you're, you're thinking um, you, you want to try this and try that but I think eventually is um, this last one to two years time that really changed me like, in person per se yeah jumping back to that right you were mm. saying um, to be honest like when I knew you as well mm. um, and amongst our friends we always say that you will never get retrenched you had an iron rice bowl job <laughs> because your job was so niche they couldn't replace you with whether it's robots or foreign talent or, or local talent or fresh graduates it was just impossible mm. so to be honest when we all heard that uh, about this retrenchment it was just something that blew our minds mm-hmm. but um, and someone had come from a big US MNC that is worth billions uh, probably fortune 50 or fortune 100 so mm. that was something crazy so you said things changed in the last um, two years so I believe now you're in the age between 30 to 40 mm. um, share with me a bit more about like what has changed? I know now is still early to mid thirties. Mm. The last two years, what has changed? Um, getting out of the eight to five job. What have you been doing uh, after the eight to five job? Oh, and okay. what, yeah, maybe share with me like the happy moments between that transition period and the uh, tough moments as well. Happy moment. Mm. Happy moment. I would say uh, okay. Actually, it's a mix uh, because. Uh, when I got retrenched, then my second kid was born. So it was a boy. Uh, yeah, she's a boy. Then um, happy that because 
maybe you don't need to try some more game to cat boy because oh, yeah for me one girl and one boy is sufficient yeah enough already and then uh yeah that, that's the happy part and then after that i mean eventually you you will think of like um how how to get get more money instead and then at the point of time i also didn't want to go back to the same uh field i will try something different but I think at that point of time also maybe I haven't met you <laughs> so I didn't, didn't have that um, mindset change as well and then also things like um, yeah I, I mean things didn't really work out like, as, as in for let's say I, I wanted to try full-time trading and also uh, sort of like working on uh, Amazon yeah FBA so yeah I think um, from from my from what I uh, learned over this one, one, two years, I think uh, it, it's okay to fail, just that you need to know how to uh, pick yourself up and also learn from what you have did wrongly. Yeah. Yep. I guess you didn't fail. I mean, if you didn't, everything happens for you, not, mm. not to you. So if you didn't have those two uh, minor failures in FBA or in uh, trading, then you wouldn't have say been open to me talking to you back then mm-hmm. you already knew me you already knew what I was trying to, mm-hmm. I was doing all this time mm-hmm. uh, but probably it's a bit hard to understand because it's uh, when you know me we know each other from uh, national service mm-hmm. you know me as the guy who's a bit more aggressive everything I do with everybody was like very systematic mm-hmm. uh, and then I was always the one having to organize everything for everyone mm-hmm. right never I, I don't have the chance to like sit back uh, whether it's at work or when we go to camp I always have to be um, very active I can't really relax my mind uh, but that's when you got to know me mm-hmm. so maybe just very quick one I want to understand like what have you picked up in terms of lessons from the trading career mm-hmm. and the FBA career Amazon FBA career what are the things you picked up good and bad um, I, I would say I, I think I will share the uh, maybe the bad thing in terms of, of like I think from from the lesson is that um, if you fail it's mainly because of the person and the mindset itself so like for example in like say for trading maybe what I should have done better was in terms of like um, follow the uh, because I think that there's some emotion to that stuff la. so like fo- just follow the uh, setup or follow the the thing that you you say you wanted to uh, follow systematically yeah and then um, in terms of like uh, maybe you also need to think of how to uh, think think out of, out of the box like for example if you are someone who do rash uh, decision on on let's say a trade then then you find something that you just need to um, have minimum screen time and then basically it's work, working around the um, the the way that you approach something uh, because it's not like um, everyone is suitable for say short term trading where you need to eyeball the chart every now and then 
So maybe I'm I'm not towards that, but I keep forcing myself to do that. So maybe that's why I fail, and then it has been repeating for, I think that that's only one part. But I mean, yeah, it has been repeating for two three years since I picked it up. Of course, in initial years, I mean initial one year is more of like trial and error. You 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 try on this, try on that, and then after that, eventually you start to understand. It is not the uh, system that is not working. It's the person that keeps changing here and there. Like, okay, this this one. Oh, this person say that oh, it can make a lot of money following this setup. So we just follow. But it didn't work out for you. Maybe two to three times. Then after that, you will try to use another method. So I I think that if you are a trader, I I mean if you are someone who is looking into that, expect. The first one to two years is like a ding dong, or you try this, try that. Then eventually it didn't work out. Then um, that's where um, after maybe three to five years, that that person will okay give up, saying that okay trading is not for me. And then those that really can make it the what top five uh, percent are those that are really they they understand themselves and then they. Know what they are doing and then evaluate themselves constantly. Yeah. So I mean, for myself, I did do everything, but then maybe on the part of self reviewing and self evaluation, that part I didn't do well. So that's why the thing didn't uh, play out. So what they say is true, like in mm. trading, discipline and structure is actually Correct. something important. I, I guess. Like I think it applies to everything in life. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Um, yes, discipline and structure. Even if it's like, uh, I know the same guy who sells um, food at a food center for two dollars a plate, and because he went there every single day, five thirty a.m. to seven uh, thirty p.m. every single day for the last thirty five years, he managed to raise four children, uh, owns a house, owns a car, and everything. I mm-hmm. I think it's just like as some some people say, you just need to show up. Don't. Try and change your method. Try and change yes. out this and that. Um, then the other thing I want to ask you is like uh, for the FBA side, mm. like for people who are listening who mm. want to know a bit about FBA, Amazon mm. FBA, which is basically Amazon uh, fulfillment by Amazon FBA, mm-hmm. is something that is picking up all over the world. Uh, people are saying, "Oh, you can make money while you're sleeping." Mm. <laughs> so how is it? How easy is it? How true is that? And what does it take to become mm. successful there? And why do you think you fail actually? Okay, so um, okay, mainly I think the the whole whole thing is like uh, oh, okay, maybe to to start it off, um, if you have the uh, excess cash or excess capital to because I think you need to endure certain like um. Of course, uh, like uh, any other business, it's not like um, this FBA. If you want to, of course, if you if let's say you only want to earn hundred, two hundred dollar, or or the the amount in hundreds, then maybe as a um, supplement for your income, it's possible. Like, but if let's say you want to earn the like uh, say even four or five figures, then um, you you need to really park your money there as well. It's not like Okay, I, I'm using one thousand dollar. I can, um, yeah, start out something. But of course, there are different model to how you're going to play this uh, FBA level. 
from for what I did, I was uh, working on this. Uh, they call it private label. So basically, maybe uh, what what you can do is uh, get a water bottle, print your logo onto it. Then that that's your uh, that's your company. In 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 summary, yeah. So um, yeah. So so basically, what you need to do is the the end to end, oh, from sourcing this um, sourcing this bottle, designing your own logo. Um, liaising with the uh, this this uh, seller, the vendor from let's say China or Vietnam, if you have the um, contacts to ask them to build all this and then then to ship to US. And there's a lot of other things as compared to people who are looking from the outside. Oh, it, it's so easy. So there, there's a lot of things. I mean, in in life, everything is the same. Uh. Um, like maybe if you see the uh, say, Zha uh, Fan seller, he you you see he is only like selling and dispensing the food, but in at the background he wake up like three a.m. four a.m. just to cook all the food, get it ready done, and then by maybe seven eight a.m. you are able to buy your food. So, yeah, um, of course there a lot of things into it, and a lot of things you need to do by yourself, and then um, yeah, so of course. The, the thing is I was able to break even or, or lose a bit but the, the thing is that eventually of course the you you will get concerned about okay I got the money to feed my kids or not if this goes on and, and stuff like that then eventually is um I, I didn't go go on to that that path. But what was the mm. if I can just ask you um name the one thing that mm. was the failure point. Was it lack of discipline? Was it the fear of failing? Was it um, lack of cash to hold? What do you think was the core reason? Like one real reason? I think it would be... I mean, of course, cash... Um, after that, I I was evaluating, like, say, if let's say um, I really wanted to pursue on, let's say... Uh, trading or let's say on Amazon um, the cash I, I don't think there is any any problem that you can't solve where, mm-hmm. exactly. where like for example um, if your I mean if let's say your trading system is good enough you can get uh, other people to invest into you like for example maybe I can ask you to invest into me I show you the, the result that okay I've been consistent for exactly. one year two years three years then it becomes like sort of like um, in the market they have this mutual fund where this mutual fund manager is able to uh, call the fund manager uh, which is able to help you to uh, invest and they of course they won't guarantee you but then that will actually uh, reduce the risk of from yourself and also from say uh, uh, yeah to, to leverage on other people uh, sort of like yeah or what I can do to um, to at least uh, solidify the financial basis is that maybe I can go teach some tuition or I can do some other thing so that I can get at least some money to supplement this course that I wanted to pursue. So what you're saying is like, mm. if I can summarize this, like 
the biggest challenge for you was probably cash flow is not the biggest thing because you can always find a way to get the cash flow. It's you can how, always take loan, you yeah. can do tuition. Correct, correct. So it's probably the mindset and the fear. Mm, mindset, the fear, the, yeah, mm. the fear that yeah, if you. you can't get the, the, the rise to the table, then what happened, obviously. Yeah, absolutely true. Mm. I mean, I've also been there many times and uh, I, I know what you mean. In fact, the fear and resistance is actually our brain telling us to step back mm. but it's also a way that um, if we overcome that it's a way that we are training our brain to improve and training our mm. personality and character to improve but it's just very hard because we are trained in a way such that every fear and resistance we try and take a step back and try and find the most comfortable way out yes exactly yeah I want to ask you the next thing is like uh, what was the biggest regret in your life so far um, all these years I think I would say it's uh, not able to trade consistently and uh, I, I mean consistently is not like okay one month I'm doing well next month I break even then the next month I, I mean consistently is like um, every month I would see myself maintaining at let's say 2% up of my capital so yeah that that's the part that I think I regretted not putting in the, the effort uh, like treating this as the uh, say the thing that I wanted to make it as a as my as my as my company uh, so to say yeah because like, I mean trading is actually not just like a hobby or not just like something uh, you just must, must just play but it's really like a uh, what you call it a uh, a company or a business that you're running you are a business that you're running so um, of course it is um, not 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 say uh, it's easy but then yeah I understand I think mm. most people say that uh, so you mentioned you tried it for 3 to 4 years mm. in total yeah, actually in truth I think most people say that um, it probably takes 10 years before we really understand whether what we are doing makes mm-hmm. sense but that's why I ask questions in 10 year loops because mm-hmm. I always wonder how many 10 years do we have um, to make ourselves succeed mm. the other question on a more brighter note was like what's the biggest accomplishment you feel you had in your life so far biggest um, studies and all this I don't think is uh, because I mean studies I mean for me If you really Even if you memorize The whole textbook You should be able To pass your Yeah And then for me I'm just a Average B B guy So uh, not, Nothing uh, But I would say that For myself I think um, Like Losing weight Yeah So Um I, I don't know for, for what particular reason maybe I want to chase a girl or something so I actually um tried to lose about 7 to 8 kg I think and during my uni time uh, so after that uh, ever since I have been like um, exercising regularly and then um, yeah so basically what it does to you is more like uh, giving you self-confidence and then making sure that you do the right thing and follow uh, a regime sort of things and then recently like 
the the uh, YouTube the app Milo that you share with me. So basically, like uh, I I see some resemblance. Not not everything, but I see resemblance. Like uh, he 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 was a introvert, and then um after that he is also a very uh, exercise person. Uh. so he was using exercise to actually uh, keep himself in the right frame my uh right right frame framework uh, so to say and then yeah so so there's something that i i think um if you keep listening to all this you can always like cycle yourself to to keep yourself in the right uh frame of mind yeah. yes absolutely i mean uh, there are a lot of things that you're doing now that's very positive that has uh, uh rocked onto me as well like for example i've I always see you not taking any uh, sugary drinks. Mm. So for me, I don't drink any sugary drinks. But sometimes I'll reach out for orange juice. Mm. And when I see you drinking uh, pure tea with no sugar, then that makes me feel guilty and <laughs> pushes me back into the mode where okay, if I'm if he's not doing it, then all the more I should not be doing it because uh, by right I should have ten times the focus on fitness compared to everybody else. Yeah, but if I can't do that. <laughs> if I can't do that Then I feel disappointed in myself So when I see you doing that mm. That actually um, Motivates me uh, Very very positively mm. And it makes me uh, Struggle to understand it um, If I'm such a disciplined person How come You can do it better than me And then It makes me put back that Orange juice And then I go and take tea So I think that's an amazing thing That you're doing mm. um, And um, I think that's very very good Like what you say The biggest accomplishment Need not be in terms of the money. Need not be in terms of your studies. Um, just FYI, so JJ went to a, one of the top schools in Singapore, which is something that um, everybody will be proud of. But he didn't say that was his biggest achievement. His biggest achieve, biggest achievement was something internal on himself, uh, building his own self confidence, making him feel better, and having a framework internally that will help him with many things externally. Because how you do one thing. Equates to how you do everything. Um, the other thing I just wanted to ask you as well was, um, can you share me? This is my last question. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think has changed between the time that um, before you mm. started working with me, and uh, now it's about one year. What has changed for you? What's the good? What's the bad? What have you learned? Okay. Okay. So I I think the biggest uh, greatest change for myself in terms of my life is uh, okay taking out like um, the kids are born and the things like that um, like, like I mentioned the retrenchment so yeah of course um, right after the retrenchment uh, I do have plans to do this or do that but I think at that point of time uh, like, like you mentioned uh, I have been like I mean everything was uh, quite uh, smooth for me like it's like um, there's no really down very very downtime or, or things like that so I, I think over at that point immediately after the retrenchment I still I, I mean I do have plan but like, like I mentioned it, it's not like I have the right mindset I think so not having the right mindset um, doing the things again and again and then I, I think that that's where it didn't end up anywhere Good, eventually. So um, yeah, after that, um, of course, uh, when uh, 
join join you, and then uh, what what happened was that um, I I think I. This is what I heard from Ed Miller as well. So what what he mentioned that is like for for yourself if you are at uh, your your attitude and your mindset is the the uh, greatest asset uh, and then the um, your yourself as oh okay what what he actually mentioned is that like for for you to actually uh, mingle around with let's say the five uh, people. Who uh, you you think you you will mingle with, and then you you want to associate with them? Those are the five people that you will be uh, equivalent to. So uh, I mean, not not saying that um, it's good, it's good and bad, but the the thing I want to say is that these five people is like a thermostat for you. Uh. So basically, what they do is to um, if if their energy is very low, if they are just like um, trying to uh, lay back. In their life, and then try to maybe retire in in some company afterwards. So yes, I mean you you will tend to be towards them. But, yes. Um. Yeah. Ever since was with you, and then see how you work, and see how you see things, and how you um manipulate your mind uh, to to actually um drive on something that that actually is uh, very beneficial for me, and then was um of course. Trying to understand how how to become uh, successful at the thing that you wanted to do, so yeah, it's it's pretty much like that. So um, yeah, so so the people that you associate with, and of of course you can have friends who are um, chit chatting and um, sort of like not the, I I don't say, to say talk talk but <laughs> it's like um. Casual friend, uh, of course you you can have those friends, but those that you wanted to really um you you see yourself you wanted to be them or even better than them then those are the people that you should associate with more to learn from them and then of course at the same time they also can learn from you yeah not not saying that it's just a one way thing that if you want to just get things off them hmm. yeah I agree um just to close this off. I wanted to ask you, you have a son who's three and a daughter that's five. Um, how are you going to bring them up now? What, what are you thinking of implementing for them to become the best version of themselves after you've been through this 30 plus years of your life? Mm, I think for them, uh, as okay, for me, I think it's quite simple as in. As long as they don't do something bad, go and rob people, go and um, do do something bad. Uh, it's uh, I I mean like if let's say they really can't study. I mean of course, it's it's not saying that they they just say okay I don't want to study then I I just let them be. But if they really try and then it's really just something that they can do then yeah I would just um say you you have something on. I mean you have something in your mind that you wanted to try or you wanted to do then you pursue it as long as it's not yeah like like say illegal stuff or bad stuff that will harm other people uh. so that that's what I wanted to drive across for them uh, in their mind then uh, maybe also trying to educate them in terms of money like I mean in terms of like I don't want to let them know that uh, money come easy, and you need to really earn it. Yeah, 
So, so th- those are the things that I wanted to share with them. Uh. And are you setting them challenges on a regular basis to actually test their character or what do you do that's unique to help them understand who they are right now, knowing everything that you've already known? Mm, to be frank, um, I haven't really tried, tried on the system to... to because I think... Uh, for them, I, I wanted them to have a good childhood, like, as in uh, worry-free and, and not... Then when, when the study time comes and when, when they are uh, more mature and, and stuff like that, then they, they should know and understand what they want, want to do and all this. Huh? Yeah, I, I don't want to set a framework for them to, to just follow and... Yeah, I mean, eventually they are they are, they are still human beings. Yeah, mm. understand that. I mean, I have a two-year-old, and uh, even though I tell myself that I want to build a framework for her to become the best version of herself, so that she doesn't become complacent, um, because now our kids get so much more than what we used to get, mm. and our parents would tell that to us previously <laughs> that they had even lesser. Mm. Uh, but I, I do find it hard to implement because I feel so. Sorry that uh, they will have so much stress in the future. Um, the external stress is more than enough. Mm. We don't even need to give them any more internal stress from our own environment already. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so for that, uh, thanks JJ, thanks for your time. Um, welcome, welcome. And thanks for giving me this opportunity to speak. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.